Hey bitches. hey bitches! Yo! Before we get started, we want to announce that we have a highlights channel. Like on my cheeks. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want bite-sized hey bitch highlights, just click on the link in the description or on screen right now for our new hey bitch highlights channel. Yay! Hey, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Subscribe right Look, now. Look, this is the second channel because we need more money, all right? Go subscribe and watch it. <laughs> Fuck, man. These are easy clips to share with your friends. If they're like, what is this podcast that you're always yeah. talking exactly. about? Send them these little clips it's way easier to get them into it the but best no. of the best <gasps> can i have a troll clip remember like when i first when i screamed out let's you talk about cocks anything you want label it something else like family friendly <laughs> no and then have them send it to random people you're welcome <laughs> fuck yeah go subscribe Anyways, <laughs> now on to the episode Hello, welcome back to Hey Bitch Podcast. We missed you, Hi. bitch. Hey. We're going to start off by taking a roll call. Who's here? Let's start over on that side. All right. We're starting on this side. I'm Jessica. Hi. Thanks for listening. And it's Jessica, huh? Oh, Jessica God. joining yes. us today. Jessica's okay. here today. Uh-oh. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. <laughs> this is Tiff. This is Nikki. And hi, I'm Gina. I wish it was a Doppler effect so you can tell that it went from left to right. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh <yeah>. that's cool. <laughs> I'm all up in your ears, baby. <laughs> all up in your left ear. <laughs> I'm all up in your right. <laughs> I'm in your middle ear. We're <laughs> Eiffel Towering you. Middle you don't know. <laughs> I'm in your head, bitch. <laughs> um, so maybe, what do we got? What do we got today? Maybe Jessica is here because she's going to help us out with these topics, which are self-esteem, self-confidence and self-care. Oh, well, Jessica pretends to have those. Yeah. <laughs> and Jess has them. Not at all. Oh, yeah. Jessica is there to fight for Jess. So I'm representing for all you girls with low self-esteem because uh, we're right here. Yeah. We are. Same, we're all same, learn. Yeah. And did you know that? Gina, you'll uh, learn. You'll learn. <laughs> I can't wait to hear from you, Gina, because you say you, you, you have just like much. always had too it. Too much. I feel like a, I'm, I'm going to be a very boring speaker in this one. And I'll tell you why later. Go ahead. No, I think you're going to be enlightening, honestly. <laughs> but uh, we were talking a little before the topic, before we started recording, about how self-esteem and self-confident or confidence are two different things. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that yeah. two different things. Yeah, so self-esteem refers to how you feel about yourself overall, like how, uh, like how you like if you think that you're a bad person or not. Um, but self-confidence is more about how secure you are with your skills. So mm. a person could be really confident about say like doing ta- or accounting you know Public you went speaking. to school yeah you went to school for accounting you went to school for whatever your major was you're very confident in that skill set but you have very low self-esteem as a person yeah mm. ah. okay i see or you I have wonder what i have i had no idea because huh? i i don't think i'm a bad person i think i'm a good person yeah but i do see myself as not a, a very intelligent person is that a bad self-esteem I think yeah smart. i think you're very emotionally intelligent too yeah oh, you, you are very intelligent if you always put yourself down and call yourself slow yeah. and i know it's kind of like a running joke sometimes but uh but you're really quick like if i if someone makes a pun or like a lot yeah. of times if i've made a like wordplay thing you're the only one that catches it <laughs> you're like right there Thanks. Um, so yeah I'm building up my self-esteem there you go. Like <laughs> builds up your self-esteem but you're very you confident in uh, like all the stuff that you do to prepare for work, right? Like you know your skills, you know how much time you need to prepare, all yeah, of that stuff. Yeah, that's true. I could be confident. Yeah, I guess like with self-esteem and self-confidence, it's not like a blanket thing because for me, it's definitely like certain areas. I'm like high self-esteem there, low self-esteem there, yeah. high confidence. Yeah, mm. it's it's interesting because I didn't know that there were two separate things. Like you literally just taught me something. Same. New. Cool. Hopefully, yep. you guys learned something new too. But like, yeah, self-esteem is something that like other people can kind of tear you down, and you 
Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, I do suck. And mm-hmm. you can get like down really easily because of that. Even in the self-confidence too, right? If someone tells you you're not good at something that you were confident in, would that be, would that apply? It could definitely affect your self-confidence. Let's say you thought you were going to do a killer job at a speech and you fumbled through your words and you couldn't remember what you were saying. And then that does affect your confidence in doing a speech in the future. Mm. But it it can also uh, be a good like thing for you to work on, you know, and help you grow. So, I mean, it's all, I feel like it's always like this and an undulating mm-hmm. type of, and it's crazier the younger you are too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're so Damn. influenced by so mm-hmm. many people and That's things true. around you. Yeah. The media and TV. So I don't know how teenagers. Yeah. Damn. I don't know how anyone under the age of 25 has any self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> how do they? And if they do, they're like amazing mm-hmm. because so, I'm like, I don't know any girls that I was, you know, friends with below the age of 25 that, had super strong self-confidence, super strong self-esteem. Everyone was just like, oh my God, I don't know. Are my titties too small? Is it da 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 Huh. So I don't know. It kind of reminds me it, of the movie Mean Girls. Remember how everyone walks up to the mirror and everyone's like, oh, my shoulders are too wide. Yeah. My pores are huge. And then she's like, I guess I have to fit in. Uh, my breath stinks in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I that. <laughs> so Jess, you just always felt like you had a lower self-esteem. like Oh, for sure. I think it came from, from a young, young age. Yeah, yeah, super young age. I'm, I'm sure it came from just like parental issues and like my upbringing was really bad or whatever. So it started there. But I don't, no one in my life really taught me how to have good self-esteem or to feel good about myself. I feel like most of the people I was surrounded by also didn't really have high self-esteem or high self-confidence. So like where does someone get that if they're not, if it's not instilled in them. You know what I recently learned? I think this was Steve telling me or Joe, I forgot, because we recently had a conversation about this. And they were saying that when you have like parental issues, like especially in a case of divorce, like when your parents Mm -hmm. divorce when you're really young and one parent is talking bad about the other parent, then because you are a, a product of that parent that they're talking bad about, you immediately connect yourself to that. You start that. to absorb it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then you, if you're, let's say if your mom's talking shit about your dad, then your dad is like a, such a horrible person and you subconsciously start thinking about yourself as that horrible person because you have a piece of them as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, a light bulb just turned on in my head because that's definitely where I started having a lower self-esteem and lower confidence when my parents divorced. And my parents definitely attacked each other with yeah. me in the middle. Like yeah. I was definitely used as a weapon. That's so unhealthy. I hate when parents do that. It's like, dude, put your kid first. Like your mm-hmm. bullshit exactly. should never ever cross over to their life ever. That was one of the like number one most important things for me when uh Isaac and his dad when we split up I told him like listen you will forever have your place in his life I will never talk bad about you never ever stand in between you and your son because I was that kid and I will never do that Mm -hmm. to my own son yeah I uh I was actually on Facebook yesterday and there's this couple that I know that's breaking up they're married and they have a kid because he cheated and she walked in on him and whoa she posted a video of her with the daughter and she was like oh um say what you just asked mommy and then the girl's like oh mommy why are you crying i'm like dude don't fucking wow. do that you piece of shit that like sucks. yeah oh he cheated on you but don't use don't your kids yeah like that's it's between so, two adults yeah okay. it's so fucking tacky dude like i'm not gonna say shit to you because that's your own fucking issue but that shit was just so gross and everyone's commenting like oh my god you know this must hurt her so much it's like the thing is she's not even supposed to fucking yeah, know what happened know about yeah. that and yeah it's, all this stuff sticks with you exactly. like when you really like examine yourself and really 
really do a deep dive in like, why do I feel this way when people say this? It's, yeah. It all stems back somewhere from your childhood. So Gina, growing up, like having a higher self-esteem, um, where did where do you think like that kind of came from? Were you all were your parents just always like, hey, good job with everything? No, actually, I grew up with the opposite. I grew I didn't grow up with my parents. I grew up with my um, like grandparents and aunts and uncles. And I think <laughs> what came from it was um, I got the shit beat out of me when I was a kid. Oh my god! So when I grew up, I was like, dude, if I can handle that, I can handle whatever the fuck oh, life throws my way. So it, it kind of like, worked opposite. Like, it was weird. Yeah, that's yeah. strange. It's really weird because it's like. Yeah, I'm going through this, but remember that one time when I got the shit beat out of me? I'm good. Um, so you have like the worst shit to compare things to. Yeah. So you're like, well, this isn't that bad, so I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing pretty all right. Uh, I think the one thing that really stuck to me was when um, my mom told me, she's like, no matter what you're going through, don't bother staying up at night crying about it because you can't do anything about it at two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Just get some sleep and deal with it the next day. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I don't dwell on things. And I don't dwell on what people say about me and stuff. Um... I'm not going to lie, like when I was younger, maybe teenage years, my self-esteem wasn't like super duper high, but I already had like the, I don't really give a fuck personality, you know, like, you know, that's what I was going for in high school. Like, um, for instance, like everyone in high school knew who I was, but I never hung out with them because the girls were scared of me because I was like this goth kid that carried a knife to school, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, I quickly started thinking like, well, I mean, yeah these people might say these things about me, but the golden rule is when I'm on my deathbed, these people aren't going to be there. So who gives a fuck? Oh, that's so true. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, you can talk shit about me on uh, YouTube comments or whatever, but when I'm dying or like even during my happiest days, my wedding day, you're not going to fucking be there. You don't matter. Like, yeah, you're not in my circle. Yeah. And if I really want to go dark with it, like if you talk shit about me, like if like say it's like a random comment, like you matter so little in my life that if you died tomorrow, I wouldn't know and I wouldn't give a fuck about you. Yeah. So none of those opinions ever mattered to me. And one of my golden rules is no matter what shit you say about me, my bank account will not <laughs> get any affected. lower. It won't be. Yeah. Like you can say all this shit and I'll just look at my bank account. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Cool. me of my aunt. She's like, if you're not paying my rent, you can't tell me shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, with that being said, don't go to your boss and call him a dickhead because <laughs> your bank account will be affected. <laughs> that's, that's such a good attitude to have. I think for me, um, when I was a kid, kid, I had pretty high self esteem and I felt because I always tested above average with academics and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was in like, I learned to read when I was three and it was always really oh, impressive shit. to wow. like, yeah, like yeah. my mom would be like, show them what you can do and like I'd always you know it was impressive to adults so I always had like this very high self-esteem and high confidence but then when I got into school like public school uh like elementary school um I thought oh like obviously everyone's gonna want to be my friend and like this popular girl really hated me and she wouldn't let anyone be my friend or and if anyone was my friend they weren't invited to her birthday parties now looking back it was probably jealousy but um but at the time as a kid I was like oh my god no one wants to be my friend and I started just doubting everything about myself and it like it really uh just like caused me to lose all that because all the things that I thought I was good at or or was confident in it now was a negative. Like um, I was getting straight A's and then people were calling me a nerd. And so I was trying to like not look smart or like try to like act dumber, you know? And then um, like 
I don't know, uh, things that like skills that I was confident in. I thought um, like I took ballet, uh, but the reason my mom put me in ballet classes was because I was pigeon toed. And so she was trying to correct that. And pigeon toed, for those of you who don't know, your feet are angled all the way in. And so Mm -hmm. I walked really funny, but I didn't know about it. And so I thought I was like a good dancer because I'd been taking all these classes. And then uh, all those kids at school were making fun of me for the way that I walk and like that I like, look really stupid and all this stuff. And then I got really in my head. And so it was, it was kind of that kind of route of yeah. starting with high self-esteem, going really, really low, feeling super depressed when I was in high school. And then by the end of that, I did stand up comedy because I got to that point of like, fuck it. Like if no one's going to hang out with me or be my friend anyway, like I still think there's stuff that I have to offer. And like, I still make myself laugh. I would like make myself laugh on internet forums. Like that's how I got involved with like the Eminem part. (laughs) Yeah. Like I feel like if you, like if I didn't learn how to laugh at myself, I would kill myself by now. Yeah. You really got to learn how to laugh at yourself and just take, things in stride and it was kind of that thing where i got to say all the shit that was stupid about myself yeah exactly. first like in the yeah. microphone yeah. to a crowd of people and make fun of my own self and make jokes about it and uh and that was super therapeutic for me mm-hmm. where it started boosting my self-esteem back up like exactly. oh, okay i know how to make people laugh i guess you like know? you can't make fun like i take the power away from you when i make fun of myself like you can't pick on me for something that I'm already laughing about myself. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah. That takes the power away from him, you know? And that's the, I, but I have a thing about that. I wonder though, because I've been the self deprecating person for a yeah. long time too, but then I feel like I, I fulfill not it. Not only, yeah, not, oh. not only am I protecting myself and shielding myself, but I, I'm also, I really believe truly that I, I am I, all I of these bad things too. too. Oh. Yeah. If you okay. say it enough, you, yeah. then you, you start to believe that it. That inner voice is very powerful. It's really oh. powerful. Yeah. Uh, All right, Jess, before we go any further, I think we have a special sponsor that we need to talk about. Yay! How special? Our special sponsor is... For my special place in my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) A very special place. DoorDash. Yeah. We love DoorDash. I love it. When I say that a guy should fill me up from the inside, this is actually what I meant. Oh, <laughs> so shout out to DoorDash. Hey, what's up? Yeah, what up, these DoorDash are, these are tips. If you want to make a girl happy, order her something from DoorDash. They connect you to your favorite restaurants all over the city. You can order from your local to goes. Sorry, go tos. Go tos or to goes. Go tos that do to goes. They are. Or to goes. Yeah. Or choose from your favorite chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, McDonald's. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is my personal favorite. Um, They connect you with uh, door-to-door delivery in over 3,300 cities, all 50 states, and Canada. Even Canada? Ooh, Canada? Canada. I can get maple syrup to my house? (laughs) Dope. Yeah, so right now our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code HEYGIRL. HEYGIRL. That's five dollars off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code Hey Girl H E Y G I R L. Again, that's promo code Hey Girl for five dollars off your first order from DoorDash. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Going back to that inner voice though, it's so freaking powerful. I didn't realize that my inner voice was evil. (laughs) Yeah. So evil. Where it's like. Nah, bitch, you're having a good day. No, you're not. What about that thing that happened to you 12 years ago? Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, my inner voice is yeah, and what not you, nice. We are the stories that we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly telling yourself you're a bad person or you suck at everything and like then you don't have anything to happen. be happy for, then you really believe it. Yeah. Because it's kind of like um, that's you're why, your own parent telling you that. Exactly. And then that's why comments affect you a lot. Like the people that 
like me, it affects me a lot because mm-hmm. what Joe told me that really blew my mind is that your brain, it, your, tr- your brain is getting tricked into thinking what you're reading is your own voice saying it about yourself. So if mm-hmm. you're reading a negative comment, that's already your brain is telling you that that's what you believe in and that, that it's true. Yeah. So you read it out loud in a different voice and you trick yourself. Then. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Scottish oh, read it with an accent. <laughs> 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 no, what I actually do now, if I do come across something negative and it makes me feel in a negative way, now what I've learned to do, now that I know that that evil voice exists in my head, I try to change it. So instead so like that negative part will first come out because it's just a natural reaction and then i'll talk to myself and say no hold on no that that person doesn't know you they don't know where you're coming Mm -hmm. from like you are worthy you're valuable and you're beautiful and you're amazing and i just try to really like like talk to my talk myself up as high as i can and then all of a sudden that like negative feeling in my chest from reading that negative comment like it starts to dissipate and i'm like oh my god this really works like really talking Mm -hmm. to yourself positively does wonders work uh that thing that geo actually sent us in our group chat the other day um there was a video that she sent and it was i i don't know who was in the video maybe you guys knew but um it was a guy talking giving a a pep talk gary v okay he's gary v (laughs) uh okay well anyway um one thing that really stuck for me was he said people are judging you off of just a clip of you they saw they're just they're not seeing the full picture they're just Mm -hmm. seeing a clip of you and painting a whole picture from that and so that's not fair to let that opinion affect you and i really thought about that because i was treating it as if these people knew my entire essence and I'd get really defensive yeah. uh, more just like that's not me that you, you don't know me but mm-hmm. I don't I can't defend myself and so it gets frustrating with the comments but um you know like thinking of it that way and like hey they're only human they're all like we all do it when we see and it's something. also projection like something that I've, I've also learned recently that has helped me a lot is that every single person on this planet has pain that they're dealing with Mm -hmm. every single person. Mm -hmm. And so whenever they lash out against you or like something that you might take it, um, like you might get hurt by something that someone says about you. It's first of all, it's projection on their own pain. And second of all, the reason why you're hurt is because you believe that thing that they're saying. So you're also projecting your own pain on yourself Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So that has been powerful for me because then whenever I, and I'm talking to someone and like, you know, something will come up where I feel like, whoa, like, what did, what do they mean by that? Or something like my, I start like overanalyzing whatever conversation just happened. And my, that evil brain inside of yeah. me starts telling me these negative things. The good brain of me like starts telling myself like, no, hold on. That's not what they meant. Or if they did mean that, we'll look at what their situation is. And like, I try to rationalize what it was that they said that it actually came from their own pain. If it was something direct at me. Yeah. And if it wasn't something direct at me, then it's just like, I'm, I'm creating that pain in myself from mm-hmm. whatever it is. That from they believing said. it. Exactly. Yeah. Jess, have you done anything to try and combat that and raise your self-esteem now that you're aware of it? And now that you know that like, hey, um, I do self-deprecating stuff and then I believe it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm currently going through a lot of like self help books and also therapy and then like self therapy and journaling type of stuff too. So I never realized that 
the doing the self-deprecating humor thing was also damaging myself. Um, so that's something that I think over time I'm going to want to try to do less of. And I, I don't think necessarily it damages everyone who does it because a lot of people do it, but they don't really feel that bad about themselves like mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so, uh, but in my case, I think I'm doing it because I'm like, oh, I feel like a piece of shit. So I'm just going to like let you know that I feel like a piece of shit. And then uh, everyone will laugh. But then, you know, five minutes later, I still feel like a piece of shit. Oh, like, wow. it's, not, it's not helping my no. life you know it's not yeah. doing me any favors so um I'm I don't have any answers yet like I don't know what to do yet but I think a lot of it's really just um taking some time to realize like I'm just living in my thoughts and like there's a bigger picture in the world and like why do I care so like why am I so self-absorbed to let myself feel bad about myself it's like there's so much more shit going on like why am I so worried about like oh this person said this thing or that thing or whatever like I'm it's really just me being self-absorbed you know something that um really helped me randomly that I I bet the person doesn't even realize um I remember in in seventh grade PE you know like in middle school is when you start changing in front of other people and all the Mm -hmm. girls were like oh my god I'm so shy like what if (laughs) people see me naked the PE teacher said Stop being shy about changing. Other people care more about themselves than they care about staring at you. They, yeah, like people yeah. don't care. And Everyone's worried about themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, that's right. And then I think that really, really taught me a lot. Just that one line itself. That's really cool how yeah. you got all this so early. That's I'm, I'm a so genius. Good. I know. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've just very recently gotten a lot of this from mm-hmm. therapy and from yeah. just like same thing. Like yeah. how, everyone's oh, in their own head. Everyone yeah. only cares about their own problems. Yeah. So like yeah. even if they like on the fly say something that hurts your self-esteem or something, it's kind of like now you're holding on to that and making it real. Whereas they forgot about mm-hmm. it. They don't even really think about it. The next time they look at you, they probably forgot they even said that to you but like you're holding it and you're keeping it and making it a part of yourself and it's just damaging yeah so you gotta just let it go on the other spectrum though um i know that for a while i like i'd have my self-esteem but at one point i got really arrogant and i know it too because how i deal with shit like people that say things about me is i'm uh less wholesome than you guys i'm a (laughs) dick bag about it so like if someone were to say something to me negatively the first thing in my head is, I know you're not talking to me like that when you're like a, a dude that's five foot two. Like, get off your fucking booster seat and talk to me. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I don't like. You have no right to step to me. All the five foot two men out there just shriveled. <laughs> yeah. They're like, <laughs> they just exited the podcast, right? Like in in my mind, it's like you better be fucking perfect to ever say anything to right. me. Right? That's like throwing thing. stones in a glass house. Exactly. So that's one thing, but also it's a kind of like a double edged sword because. I knew that at one point I got really arrogant and I have a rule like if two or three or if three people have said the same thing about me, then it might be true and I'm, I need to look into it. Yeah. Oh, so you check yourself. I check oh, myself. That's really, that's really yeah. cool. Because um, if like if three people told me, you know, Gina's kind of fucking arrogant and then I will sit back and be like, oh, fuck, I might be, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm on this this fucking like high pedestal. Like no one can say shit to me, but that doesn't leave room for self-improvement. Right. right? Yeah. So I, you know, I, I sit back and I take a look like, am I arrogant? Do I have the right to even be that arrogant? You know? Um, and you know, I've, there's the, it was like a, it was a learning process. So after a while I'm like, all right, I need to kind of like tone it down a little bit. Um, so I do the self deprecating humor for, you know, just for fun. Mm. Um, but at the same time when I do that, 
it's also a lot of things that I know that aren't true. Like on my Twitter, I'm like, oh, I'm such a lonely bitch, but I know that I'm not. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, or, oh, yeah. Or like I'm fucking poor. Like I'm not. Like I mean, like a little it, bit less truth to exactly yeah, more yeah. money to you. Yeah. So I'm I'm more fueled. My self esteem is fueled by me being a dick to other people if they ever say anything to me because I'm not gonna just sit there and take it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know for damn sure you have like fucking web toes or something. You're fucking weird too. You know, <laughs> so you can't say shit. Um, but I I did have to like tone it back a little bit and learn not to be super such a fireball yeah such a fireball but the thing is like i spent my whole life making sure that um i didn't lack in a lot of things like i didn't like that people can't say shit to me because my dad has always told me don't give him a chance to say any shit about you Mm -hmm. right so um if people are like well she's just a dumb blonde i'm just like well okay here's why i'm smart or like Mm -hmm. oh she's just a go-go dancer it's like all right well I, I eat fire too. Like I do more than that, you mm-hmm. know? And then one of my favorite lines that I learned recently was people are always worried about what you bring to the table. I brought the fucking table. I have my <laughs> own table. What are you bringing to me? You know? Yeah. So I had to make sure that I am capable and confident and skilled enough. And I filled everything that I ever wanted to do to bring my own table to this party. So you make sure to build your table and make sure it was mm-hmm. a strong table. Yeah. And like, you know, like there's, there's a, like, there's one point where this girl did not like me uh-huh. because like I pretty much, um, dimed her out cause she was cheating on my friend. And then so, and then I hear from my friends like, well, she wants to get on a call with you and talk to you. And then I asked and I told him, I was like, well, here, ask her this first. Talk to me about what, what are you going to say about me? What can you possibly say about me? That's negative after bullshit you did. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, she doesn't want to talk to you anymore. I'm like, exactly. I didn't give you shit to talk about. That's such a good line. Like, yeah. don't give yeah. them shit to talk about. Exactly. I mean, like, yeah, you're going to make your mistakes, whatever. If you do happen to give them shit to talk about own up to it yeah learn how to laugh about it yeah take responsibility learn how to laugh about it don't do it again and you know we're all gonna make mistakes exactly you're just not beating yourself up about it Mm -hmm. which i think i get in the trap of beating myself up about every little thing yeah um so a couple ways if you're out there like struggling with building your self-esteem building your table to Mm -hmm. be strong about yeah uh one is say stop to your inner critic we all have that voice the evil voice that tiff was talking about dude that that bitch is a that's a, a bastard that's a yeah, bitch it's bitch your, it's your ego <laughs> yeah yeah after what after reading the power now he talks a lot about your ego and then i named my ego tifo tifo like, how cute oh. so then when whenever tifo's going off i'm like <laughs> bitch sit down that's so cute. <laughs> have you ever read the book the artist's way no dude they say that's an exercise in oh, the really? book yeah is to actually um name your inner critic and like let them go off so you write like all the things bad about yourself and like let them rant and stuff and eventually they run out of breath yeah and then you're like okay you feel like you've said everything you need to say yeah none of that is and true. then you're like this is ridiculous why yeah. do i why do i think any of this shit remind me gino <laughs> yes that's dope cute no girl you're you don't even eat. have an ego that's ah, there somewhere <laughs> You can be Nico. And you can Nico. be Gesso. We're all Italians. <laughs> I'm Nico. I'm this Nico. is Stiffo. Right here's Gino. Gino. Speaking of Italian. Who's hungry? Me. Me, 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 me. And what should you do about it? You should order some Hello Fresh yeah. for your hello, bitch. Hello Fresh. Oh my God. Do they say it like that in English? Hello. Hello, hello. Fresh. <laughs> hello, bitch. <laughs> all right. So Hello Fresh is America's number one meal kit where you can get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients and feel like a pro chef mm-hmm. that's delivered right to your door. It's the only way I can I can cook. I try to cook for Joe. 
Uh, the only way it happens is if I got HelloFresh. It makes you look I, good. Yeah, like you know what you're doing. Good. Same girl. I like plating Same. it just like the little picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. It looks so good. Well, it. I mean, we try to make it look as good we as try. possible, right? <laughs> but yeah, so you can say goodbye to endless grocery shopping. And you can also add extra meals to your weekly order. Or you could skip your delivery date in case you're going on vacation. Uh, you can also change your delivery days. But in order for you to get $80 off your very first month of HelloFresh, you got to go to HelloFresh.com slash BTCH80. That's eight zero. Tell them, Tiffany. That is HelloFresh.com slash BTCH80 for $80 off your first month. $80. And these meals are delicious. Yeah. And they're so easy to make. The cherry pork chop was my favorite. Yes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. bomb. <laughs> I was thinking, um, as you guys were talking earlier, I was thinking about, um, you know how you said you were in gifted programs when you were younger? Yeah. I've noticed that myself, like, because I was too. Yeah. Uh, I was in gifted and talented programs too. And um, I feel like, and I don't know if this is true, but I feel like there's this kind of a trend between kids who start out in these gifted and talented programs when they're super young and then with um, a lack of self-esteem later on in life. And I'm wor- wondering if it's because they're getting so used to like, oh, I, everything should be easy for me. Yep. Like mm-hmm. if I don't get it right away, then something's wrong with me because I am gifted and I am talented. So if it's not easy for me, then something's wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think I went through life only enjoying when things were easy for me. And then when I when they were hard for me, I just completely avoided it. I never learned how to work through things. Mm-hmm. So I think um, not being able to learn how to work through things and then taking that into my adult life, that's severely contributed to a low self-esteem and low confidence too because it's like it's supposed to just be easy for me like why aren't why isn't this just easy for me yeah why don't i get it right away yeah i I heard that there's um studies that show that instead of showing telling your kid like oh my god you're so smart yeah um you're supposed to say you're such a hard worker i'm so proud of you working so hard because when they grow up they're like wait like they they will think like oh i don't have to work that hard anymore and then that leads to failure Mm -hmm. and they're like wait what happened like all these years people told me they. oh wow so for me it was an expectation so now that they knew i was smart like if if I got anything lower than an A, I would get my ass handed to me. And it was Oh well, yeah. I was dude. just like really fearful of yeah, like yeah, yeah. C's not getting get degrees, A's. man. C's get degrees. Like <laughs> yeah. I if you set the if you set the bar low enough, anything is impressive. Dude, then I was yeah. pissed because my brother was in all regular classes and he would could barely get a C. Yeah. And they were like happy throwing parties when he got C's. And I was like, what the <laughs> fucking works? I That's right. myself. That's what I do when I date too. Like on my first date, I won't put on as much makeup. <laughs> and then later on, when I really put it on, and be like fuck yeah dude see no expectations now you're surprised and you're fucking lucky as shit I love that. <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> jess along your lines uh what you were of what you were talking about um of just kind of being programmed a certain way yeah. um so for me i would get rewarded when i got straight a's or yeah. when uh like anytime i did something they would be like oh good job and i felt like I guess subconsciously I processed that as love and that mm. I only was worth love are when you, I did something. Are you words of affirmation? Uh, I no, oh. no, I'm actually acts of service and or and uh, quality time. Oh, we should do a whole episode on that. Yeah, I really like we that. should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so anyway, um, I thought, yeah, like so when I got to being an adult and I didn't feel like I was as successful as I wanted to be or I wasn't hitting the goals that I had mm-hmm. set for myself, I felt like a failure. And I, as a failure, I felt like I did was unworthy of love. Yeah. And I just got super depressed. And one of the things that I brought up in the JK News All Girls Cast episode when we were talking about self-care and self-esteem was this really helped me when I was listening to my therapist and she said like, 
you're a human being, not a human doing. Yeah. You deserve love mm. just for being. Mm-hmm. So when you look at like a baby, that. yeah. yeah. Oh. Like if you think of a little baby, that baby doesn't have to do anything for you to give it love. That baby is just being a baby useless. and you deserve that too. <laughs> do you call a baby useless? <laughs> yeah. Fucking Gina. Fuck she doesn't mean it. She loves babies so fucking much Man. that she has to do this. Fucking fuck Taika. It's, um. like, it's like when you, uh, <laughs> it's like when you like a guy and they don't like you back and so you have to be like, fuck that guy (laughs) taika you little piece of shit what what do you do all day just sit there stupid um i love you Uh, yeah i like that i like that line i've never heard that before it's actually really sweet it really helped like turn my brain around because i really did feel like i had to be constantly doing in order to accept love that's Mm -hmm. true i think mine was a little different because um i never really got a whole lot of praise like my parents weren't super involved in my childhood at all like they were just kind of at work or somewhere else or so it was really the only the expectations i put upon myself so it's like i should get these things easy you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. like so i'm just comparing myself from that point forward like if it's if i'm not getting it easy then i suck and like i'm more than that thing's i think i'm a wrong yeah (laughs) yeah i think i'm very like a, a big picture kind of person because um one of the things that i've always told myself was that i've never actually failed in anything it's just a work in progress that's so healthy wow. yeah because it's like okay so you failed to get this guy like or he, you didn't get this guy's attention or whatever you didn't fail you're working on progress to the actual right person yeah. so you never actually fail you're just yeah, that door is being closed so you, you found a way that didn't work else. yeah exactly yeah so that's just like a you know that's you learn things in life so there's that. no failure until death because everything is a an ongoing yeah situation everything's an ongoing like, yeah, yeah. It, may, it just yeah. may not end in the way you think it is but mm-hmm. it's still not ending because it's still going in a different direction exactly or branch yeah, yeah. yeah. unless or, or, or if, if you, you quit or if you quit or you yeah. just sit there and don't do anything or like you, you didn't get yeah. that job okay well that's because you're making progress towards the right job for you yeah, yeah. and that helped me a lot too getting mm-hmm. through a lot of stuff like rejection and stuff back yeah then. breakups like mm-hmm. i remember the ones where you get dumped it's like man those are hard to get over because you're like i really still have feelings for that person and i felt like we were meant to be but really it's just like that wasn't the one for you this yeah wasn't yeah. the one exactly and plus your ego gets in the way too like how dare you dump me yeah you yeah. know <laughs> Oh yeah, Power of Now and uh, the other one, The Awakening, the New Earth um, by Eckhart Tolle. Those are yeah. really good books for checking your ego and like yeah. melting it. Um, so other things you can do is take a two minute self appreciation break. These are this was really hard for me because I had a hard time recognizing small milestones mm. and celebrating like little progress points because I only could see that I wasn't hitting the big progress points. Mm-hmm. And so every day felt like a failure because I was like, well, I'm not on a TV show or I'm not like I didn't book that audition or whatever it is but there's all these little things that you're doing every day that are progressing you forward that you need to take time to recognize and like celebrate Mm -hmm. so Steve and I have this thing where like whenever one of us books like a big job or like not even a big job but just like gets a a gig we yeah. take the other one out for dinner mm-hmm. and it used to be that we didn't have a joint checking account but <laughs> <laughs> now it's like whatever yeah. <laughs> but it did like it was the symbol that was yeah. symbolic of like hey this is achievement you know because mm-hmm. it's so easy to overlook those things and that's a big thing when it comes to like depression too i know at one point in my life i was really depressed and um it was just like well i mean i can't do anything like i suck whatever like this is like early on when i was going through shit but then i started realizing that i need to appreciate my smaller achievements yeah yeah i'm depressed but hey look i got out of my bed yeah i showered today that's you know and when you have depression that's huge yeah it's huge or like oh i stepped outside for like five minutes you know so you start appreciating all the little things that you can do um and then also like when 
when I do find myself in like a bad situation, like something didn't go my way or, and, and my friends too, I always tell them to remind yourself like, Hey, um, you have a bed to sleep in. Like even the most minor thing, you have a bed to sleep in, you're breathing, Yeah, you know, um, clean water. There's yeah. like all these like things that a lot of people don't have. Exactly. And then like you start thinking about that and you're like, Oh fuck, you know, well, yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. I didn't get this thing, but fuck, at least I have a home and a house and water and you know, people that love me and stuff. Yeah. You just got to start remembering all the little things instead of just, com- or making, or just, just focusing on such huge things that you didn't accomplish Mm -hmm. yeah that's true and and definitely when you're in a state of depression it's really hard to even see that yeah like you have to try really hard (laughs) to be like yeah i woke up today i'm not dead yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's hard i don't know about you but uh to-do lists daily to-do lists used to give me anxiety because if i didn't get all of them then i like Mm -hmm. felt like i failed the day so what i started doing instead was i'd have like maybe like a weekly like these are the things that i need to get done but then at the end of each day i would just list the things that i got done rather Mm -hmm. than focusing on all the stuff I didn't do I would just list like I uh went for a 30 minute run and I um you know like kind of like the gratitude thing but all the accomplishments I guess like the little baby achievements that get you somewhere so then because failure is such a huge weight on me Mm -hmm, it's like oh look at all the things that you won at and didn't Mm -hmm. fail at today yeah Yeah, that's important and that helped build your own cheerleader self-esteem yeah yeah I wanted oh god I'm like a I'm like a big like earlier when they said that I was going to be on this episode I was afraid that I wouldn't have anything to put in oh no you did really great because like I told Gio I'm like I don't know what I'm going to say because literally the only thing I go by is I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't give a fuck what you say about me or like what yeah. you think of me. I really do not give a fuck at all. And that's that. Like that's the most. I mean, like it's kind of it's it's kind of healthy, but sometimes I should give fucks. You know, mm-hmm. so I taught me. Like I said earlier, give I fucks learned, in the right places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier, like I said, I check myself sometimes. That's when I give a fuck. But most of the time, it's like if you just go through life with that, I don't really give a fuck. Oh yeah, and by yeah. the way, I think that's so healthy. Like cr- constructive criticism should be welcome. Yeah, you know, yeah. you should mm-hmm. if people enough people are saying things, you should go okay. Maybe like I. Take account to what I can take responsibility for and and start adjusting and see how you feel about that that's that's growth that's improvement um but Jess uh maybe you have this because you were talking about the the gate thing Mm -hmm. um and I know you have this tiff but the perfectionism oh yeah is really a self-esteem killer like when you when you're used to being a certain level of intelligence in school mm-hmm. or a certain like you need things to be a certain way and then you fail to hit your own mark yeah that's when you start like really crumbling self-esteem wise so one one thing that you can really focus on is just like letting go of perfection and perfectionism yeah. and like doing things on purpose that you know you're gonna fail at just to like get it out of the way yeah yeah, yeah that's one of the hardest things I'm currently struggling with because not only am I a perfectionist with myself but I'm a perfectionist with the people that I love the most which is like Casey and Isaac like I and, and me yeah and Gina <laughs> yeah of course thank Gina you. thank you um, but <laughs> still not going on her ofrenda <laughs> She wants to be put on her ofrenda. Whatever Stacy says, she do it. That's, all, that's the only Mexican I need. That's funny. What is? Wait, what's it? Of- it's from the movie Coco. Oh, oh, like, oh yeah, the, yeah. The, like the dead it's people. a Mexican tradition to put like a photo your of your family, family member, yeah. and they can cross. A bunch stuff. of people message me afterwards, like I'll put you on my ofrenda. I'm like, thank you. So that means I'm gonna live longer than you. Then if I put you on my ofrenda, yeah. oh, yeah. honestly, yeah. the shit I do, yeah, probably. Yeah. I was low key pissed at my family that I none of this was taught to me and I'm like oh, oh really I didn't know anything like about so this culture yes 
Yes, I oh. didn't know that. Sorry, I, don't know. I totally sidetracked. This. I know. No, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Put me know, on your ofrenda. Everybody right now watching, put me on your ofrenda. <laughs> I don't care if I'm not dead yet. Just put me there just in case. I might <laughs> die tomorrow. You don't know. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, for sure, I struggle with perfectionism. And I try to tell myself, like, it's okay. Just loosen up, girl. Loosen up. I should name my, the positive. So there's Tifo. And then yeah. Tifa. 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 <laughs> it's a video game character too, so it, it, she's a really dope one too. So. Okay, cool. You then it's Fanny. Yeah. It's like the No, I hate <laughs> Fanny. I hate that. Fanny is kicking ass. Fanny. Oh my it god. Reminds me of Fupa. The old lady. Yeah. <laughs> Her name is Fanny. Oh hey Fanny. <laughs> no, I I dislike that nickname. But anyway. Have you guys noticed how fucked up my teeth is? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No. No, you haven't. <laughs> oh, now I see it. Oh, my God. Cut the camera. <laughs> You're going to get I, them fixed? Yes, I'm going to get them fixed with Candid, okay? Because your teeth moves, apparently, when you're Thank an adult. Thank you. I'm oh so God. glad you're getting your teeth fixed because I can't even look at you anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. I, do we have a therapist? Like, you're sponsorship, You're beautiful. Um, well, so, Paula and the therapist was like, nah, the ugly teeth girl. <laughs> I can't help her. Only Candid can help. <laughs> so Candid is basically clear braces that you can order and they send it to your house. It's really convenient. They have an orthodontist that you speak to or it's licensed in your state and it create or they create a treatment plan for you. Mm. Uh, they create a 3D preview of how your teeth will look like after your treatment's done. So I know I'm going to look great afterwards. And um, you have to go through like a molding process. And then after they approve it and they approve your 3D preview, uh, they create custom clear aligners and they send them directly to you. There's no hassle of going to an orthodontist office and candid costs about 65% less yeah. than braces. Wow. Mm-hmm. Braces are expensive. Yeah, they and are. they're painful. You can't remove them. No. These you can remove and you mm-hmm. can eat with just your regular mouth. And braces are <laughs> ugly sometimes like when I was when I had them. I'm like Brace I want to hide these. Yeah. Yeah, I can't be 30 years old with braces yeah. walking around man. Like this is like so candid <laughs> is a godsend. That. It's oh my god. There's a fetish for their summer. <laughs> um and for every aligner that is purchased, Candid donates $25 to Smile Train, who brings safe, 100% free cleft lip and palate treatment oh, to children so cool. all around the globe. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. A I very like amazing, uh, what would you call that? Organization. organization? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, to get straighter, brighter teeth in an average of just six months, learn more at candidco.com slash BTCH and use the code BTCH to get 75 doll hairs off. That's <laughs> 75 doll hairs off. Dollars. U.S. doll hairs? U.S. doll hairs. All right. U.S. doll hairs. <laughs> that's a lot of doll hairs. USD doll hairs. <laughs> uh, that's candidco.com slash BTCH and then use the code BTCH or $75 off. Wow. Fix that grill. Yeah. Um, so one thing that really helped me recently because I, oh God, I don't know if I, I didn't plan on talking about this, I guess, uh, but recently just a swath of hate comments like really got to me. And I've been on the internet for a really long time since like 2007. So 12 years of like being like in the public eye and I've gotten tons of hate comments, but in particular, this just heavy aggressive amount that I was saw it too. I I, I yeah it. I think I tried to def- I defend yeah you, you did def- <laughs> you did I was like you. going in with Thank swing and I'm like stop <laughs> fucking commenting on her shit <laughs> stupid ass little kid it was just Damn. because it was so like incorrect and I felt like I couldn't defend myself because mm-hmm. it's like I'd have to talk to each one individually and there was like so much and there was a bit of mob mentality that was mm-hmm. coming at me so I got in kind of a depression because of it because 
I just felt defenseless and yeah. that I couldn't do anything. Out of and control. It's like so, out of your control. Yeah. And yeah. it was out of my control. And I then I went back. I remember this thing that I learned from a book that I read by, uh, his name's John Kim, actually. And um, he goes by Angry Therapist on Instagram. But he wrote a book and he has this chapter about non-negotiables. And these are things that people can't take away from you. Mm-hmm. They're not negotiable. So whatever I decide, like, this is who I am at my core. These are my intentions. These are my very, this is my very being. You can't take that away from me. You can't say like, no, you're not that. And so one of them is character assassination. Like you are not allowed to take something that you don't even know about and, and strip me of that validity and, Mm -hmm. and paint me as this evil thing. Mm -hmm, Like that's not, allowed to happen at least in my own mind because what was happening is that because a mob of people were saying these very untrue things I was starting to believe it like how you said like when you start reading things and it becomes your own voice and I started to get in that self-loathing type of like yeah I do suck and yeah I am uh, and I am a bitch and I I don't deserve anything and I don't deserve love and I started getting like really dark Mm -hmm. and um and then I, I really had to just use every fucking exercise I've ever yeah. learned in any self-help book about like pulling myself out of it. And I listed all of my intentions in for the world and like all of the things I've been working on. And I am like loyal as fuck. I will have anyone's back that I'm like friends with. I am very funny, loving. <laughs> yeah. Funny. I put, I'll put like smart on there. Like all the things that people were saying I'm not or and all that stuff. I had to combat it and I had to read that list out loud. I have never done so many motherfucking Aww. affirmations in my life <laughs> that I'm not like an affirmation person, yeah. but like I really had to go there and it helped a lot because I needed a cheerleader in my corner that was like myself because mm-hmm. Steve's always there for me yeah. but like I needed me to be there for yeah. me yeah. and so I was like look at this list no one's allowed to take that from you Yeah. and from then on I've just anytime a comment came up it did not get through that barrier anymore oh, that's awesome yeah created that barrier yeah that's so good a, a big thing that I've actually noticed recently my little brother's going through it actually um, parents need to teach their kids how to take um I guess you can say failure, mm-hmm. like how to fail successfully. Yeah, I call it because um, my little brother he's currently 18 years old, right? And he's like going through those crazy like teenage hormones and stuff. If something goes wrong, he freaks the fuck out. Because my dad has always taught him. My dad has always taught us to be really proud, and I think that's where I got it from too. Yeah, like you have to be proud. You have to be good at this. You have to be blah, blah. I'm the best and whatever. But he never taught him how to fail. Mm. So when things start going wrong, he didn't know what to do and he freaked the fuck out you know so like now we're like I'm, I'm like slowly trying to teach him like yeah dad taught you this thing because dad's like a very rough around the edges kind of guy but as a female me and my mom are teaching him like hey it's okay to not be perfect at something like it's okay for you to not do this right now and just like not accomplish this right now and i think a lot of people don't teach their kids that and it's so yeah. important like yeah. you have to teach them like it's not the end of the world when something goes wrong like you're not gonna die and that teaches them like okay it's not the end of the world when someone thinks something terrible about but you me. got so many good values as a child for a piece yeah. of shit oh. yeah so there's this i think it's a book uh failing forward by john c maxwell oh, okay um it's a really good book if you haven't read it i'm like just a book reference person. <laughs> 
am. <laughs> like, I need to make a list, Nikki. But, uh, she reads feeling books. <laughs> Only She's nonfiction. Smart. She's so smart. Uh, but uh, yeah, he. they talk about that very thing. I'm pretty sure it's that book um, where instead of going around at the dinner table at family dinners and being like, what did you do today? Or how was your life good? Um, he would ask like, what did you fail at today? And they celebrated their failures because it's like that's where you learn. You oh, learn all yeah. of your failures. That's awesome. And so failure creates success. And so you have to learn to celebrate your failures. <laughs> Otherwise, you're always going to try to be avoiding them and you're never going to grow and learn and stuff. I'm going to yeah. do it so wrong. So, Timmy, what the fuck did you suck at today, you <laughs> bitch? Wow, you fucking suck. <laughs> really? I can't wait for your kids. They're going to be so sarcastic and little pieces gonna of shit. Fun. They're going to be so funny. They're going to be so mean. It's going to be dope. No, you know, talking about raising your kids, though, that's something I'm currently learning how to do because I've already realized that I fucked up with Isaac. Isaac's 11. He's such a sweet, like, he's awesome so kid. He's so sweet. Yeah. He's, he's really the best. But, Soft-spoken. But when it comes to failure, though, that's where I know I fucked up because mm. he takes it so hard on himself. When he, Whenever he has a correction on his homework, he beats himself up like Aww. crazy. And I'm like, damn it, I totally did that. So I'm now trying to work with him. Well, he's about to start school soon. So I'm now trying to work with him. And I've... I, I had this really long talk after we did our arrow pulling thing. I had like an arrow pulling session with Isaac where I told him like, this is where I think I created arrows in you and I want to apologize. Mm. And perfectionism was one of them. And so he, uh, like in that conversation too, I was telling him like, you know what? Um, I, I can't keep doing this to you because this is hurting you a lot and this is crippling you. So whenever you make a mistake, I am just going to let you make mistakes. Like I have to learn to let you make mistakes and you figure it out on your own. And I'm going to be learning that with you because I still don't know how to do that because I'm, you know, I love my son. I want yeah, to make sure that it yeah. comes out of good intention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want everything good for him and I don't want to see him fall, but it's so important to see him fall and like let him fall because then he's going to become uh, stronger. Yeah, he's going to become much stronger and more independent and more mature. And so I'm like, this is necessary. And I and I was talking to him. I'm like, I just don't want you to hate me for this because, you know, I love you no matter what. I'm always going to be here for you. But you you're going to have to start learning how to fail yep. and picking yourself up because I, I, I can't keep holding you up. It's like it's so good of you to recognize that it's like every relationship, yeah. like every breakup that you go through, you learn something that you should do or should not do what you do, what you don't like and what you're willing to tolerate. You learn with every single um, relationship that, for lack of a better word, failed, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how life is. Like, exactly. He has to learn how to go through all these things and then it'll teach him a lot of things. There's some quote that I read the other day that I really like and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's just something like the difference between a master and the apprentice is that the master failed way more times than the apprentice has even started or even tried to do oh, anything. So, yeah. so, like, you can't get to the top of where you want to be without failing a whole bunch of times. And I never, for some reason, I missed that in life. I thought, like, no, if I try and I put effort into it I'm it's just gonna go the way I want it to yeah so when it didn't it just completely crushed me yeah it's crazy I to think that, that. I, that how did I miss that for so many years you know? you're basing what you know off of your past experiences yeah. and your past experience was like I try I succeed I yeah. try I succeed and so yeah. it's like I try I fail wait what yeah that doesn't no, that's or as soon sense. as I'm thinking like, oh, maybe uh, maybe I'm not going to get this right away. Like I don't even put any effort into it at all. So it's just avoidance, avoidance, avoidance. Mm. avoidance. And then when you can no longer avoid things in life, you yeah. know, then it starts weighing do? on you. Yeah. 
Um, there was a study that I was reading about, and I don't know the book. I can't even reference, <laughs> but um, it was really it was really interesting to me because of dealing with perfectionism. Um, they took this group and they split it into two halves, and this half of the group they had to it was in a ceramics class, and they had to make the perfect pot so they could only make one pot but it had to be the perfect pot Mm -hmm. and this group had to make as many pots as they possibly can they had to just make the the most that they've ever made in their lives and so what they found was this group um spent most of the time speculating on like okay what's going to be the perfect pot Mm -hmm. what kind of shape should it be it should be like this should it be this thin on top and they like really spent spent a lot of time into preparing how they were going to do their pot just for one thing for one pot yeah and this group just went ham and like started making a bunch of pots because they just had to get focused on quantity and what they found was that this group actually churned out perfect pots by the end of it like they were churning out like tons of perfect pots whereas this group had a mediocre pot Mm -hmm. because they only tried once they didn't practice yeah they spent so much time speculating how to not fail at making it that they just didn't do that good of a job by the time they actually did it and And i think i do that in life right now like i think so hard before i do something that i'm like i have to figure out all of the ways it could go wrong i have to figure out all the ways that i or the things i have to do to make it go right and then it just winds up mediocre yeah i feel like i've done that with my and then that hurts you too because you're like oh I spent all that time and it only turned out mediocre see kids that means do a lot of pot (laughs) (laughs) Gino (laughs) Gino. only a lot of pot over 21 21. (laughs) not poorly influencing these kids (laughs) your brain hasn't developed until you're 21 wait (laughs) Um, so are there any like self care things that you guys do now because I know that's like kind of a new as a newish concept for me at least because growing up it was always like work 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 but now it's kind of like yo you need some self care yeah I've actually started going and working out nice Oh, wow. Yeah. How I, often, woo. Tiff? How often? Like hey, a hey, bar hey, class? Hey. I need to do that. I at least have gone, okay, Jess? Picking out all the flaws. Yeah. Jesso. Stop it, Jesso. <laughs> Down, Jesso. <laughs> no, yeah, so it's not consistent, okay, Jesso, but I'm at least kidding. I'm, I'm doing something. I'm no, I have, I have tried to go, and it is really difficult for me to... To, because again, I'm afraid of failure as well. Yeah. So I'm trying to. Okay. So I signed up to this new membership thing. It's a class pass where you can get a whole bunch of like you get one membership and you can try not sponsored classes. (laughs) Not sponsored. But if you want to sponsor us, yeah. Yeah. Class pass. Hit us up. Yeah. So uh, I've been so in love with it. So I've tried out like aerial yoga and that's so cool. That's brave. I can't even. I can't fuck with that at all. Yeah. It's it's pretty hard. It's really hard. But it's really really fun. And and then like I did a bar class, which I've always been interested in. I love bar. Which is like ballet, yoga, Pilates, all that stuff. Right. So I I have booked these classes and got my butt to these classes when I do book them. But then when I'm done with that class, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for the next one. I want to do this next one. And then I I start looking at my schedule and I'm like, well, tomorrow I have to film from this thing and this thing. And I'm a morning workout kind of person. So I start making all these excuses for myself where I'm like, well, I can't do it that day. Uh, The next day I can't either. And then the next day and then, well, I probably shouldn't. So I'm in this state right now. Kill it before it even gets a Exactly. That's where I'm at right now in this moment. I'm trying to get out of that and I'm trying to just be like, just say fuck it and just do it. Yeah. I'm also scared of booking the the class. And because I, I prefer working in the morning, working out in the morning, I'm not a morning person. Mm. So then there's that added layer of like, I'm afraid I'm going to miss the class because mm. I'm not going to wake up. And it's just, uh, yeah, I'm right there right now. So, But you're I'm overthinking. Trying. Instead I'm, of just 
just doing instead of yeah. just doing mm-hmm. i think and think and think and think and i i shut the idea down before mm-hmm. i could even get to it so. it's so funny you're the opposite of me because your your self-help is going out and doing things my self-help is shutting everyone out and just having a, a lot of me time to myself yeah. at home by myself doing fuck all i'm like a cross <laughs> between you two because i go to the classes myself and that is like an alone me time. time i don't yeah. know anybody there yeah. i'm not talking to anyone i'm not socializing it's mm-hmm. just like me getting to sweat it out or be me yeah i am yeah. um, because i I spent so much of my life working in entertainment and nightlife like it was like i was around crowds all the time mm. always entertaining always speaking to people always with friends and stuff like that that i realized that i have like a social meter that i need to, to recharge. recharge yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. i like i could be the social butterfly and like doing videos and dancing and stuff like that but my self-help is at the end of that i go home and i shut myself out for like a week and recharge i don't talk to anyone i don't go anywhere i don't like all i do is just sit at home play video games and nap three times a day and that's my self-help yeah like a face mask or something do my like really do like my intricate skincare routine stuff like that that's myself i think it's whatever makes your stress levels go Mm -hmm. go down because i recently found out about how much stress actually impacts fucking everything oh, your yeah. mental your mm-hmm. physical health my my dietitian was actually the one that was like you need to really prioritize because at first i was like yeah self-care i'll do it when i have time but yeah. now she's like you need to prioritize at least an hour a day to yourself that's just like creative time that has nothing to do with work that you can't think about mm-hmm. work or anything because i was like kind of letting work overrule my life because i wanted to be productive yeah. and that because that's where i derive love from is accomplishing things and when she said that it was causing a lot of the effects of the SIBO and like the bloating and like it was just amplifying those effects I was like shit well I don't want to look all bloated in my pictures and like I didn't know that that was contributing to it so much and like it contributes to your sleep cycles cortisol is a bitch yeah fuck that cortisol bitch and it it, it blocks vitamin absorption it makes it harder for you to lose weight for sure I'm feeling that right now because I'm like working out three times a week with a trainer and I go by myself two other times a week and dieting you might be over all this weight like that I can't get rid of like I'm cutting calories and i'm still not losing Dude, weight it's the it's a hormone jess Cortisol. i was there like a few, like six months ago where i was yeah. doing all these hit workouts and yeah. dieting and stuff and she said that that was actually causing more stress mm-hmm. to my body and she made me go down to just going on walks every day and then i lost 15 pounds wow. because i was overworking my body a lot of people yeah. have trouble disciplining themselves yeah. to work out but i was actually you and i are just like well, I don't okay. think my workouts are that hard. Like they're yeah. an hour of easy workout. Oh, much, okay. But it's still that I'm just going every day and yeah. it's, it's helping me mentally too. But oh, that's good. it's just like, I can't lose the weight. It's like my body's still holding on to it. Yeah. So yeah, cortisol is a fucking big That and cortisol meditation. For? It's to protect you in a survival situation. Yeah. So your brain doesn't know if you're stressing because a lion's about to eat you or if because you're just, your schedule's a mess. And so like, it just is like, okay, we're going to shut down this digestive system. We're going to oh. shut down this and we're going to build this up. And so we can store all the fat. Like so that shoots adrenaline can't, and like all this other. Yeah. And so it just totally fucks your whole system up where your body is preparing to be in a cave for six months or whatever. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and really you're like, yeah, we don't need to hold on to this fat. I'm so you do this good. to regulate what your body does when you're stressed out? Like yeah. Like cortisol to regulate? Oh, no. Or cortisol is like your body's last ditch effort. Oh, I see. It's like so it's that's what it releases it, like, to. Uh, yeah. I, see, I, I think see, it's a hormone. Yeah. And um, yeah, so when you're relaxed and you de-stress, it makes the cortisol levels go down. I see. And then you're 
vitamins get absorbed and your digestive system works. A lot of people are constipated because they're so like, yeah. I gotta do all these things. And if you're not getting good sleep too, you're not, your body's not able to like regenerate and kind of flush out all these toxins and stuff. So it, it just kind of builds up and makes you feel more and more sick and like worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The opposite happens too. For me, I sleep too much sometimes and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like my body's so you're just exhausted. It's going to completely yeah. shut down. I also <laughs> found that my mind would go blank. Like yeah. I would space out in the middle of sentences. Like That's I just, me right now really girl. yeah my Stress, mind girl. my brain is fucked my mind right my brain my mind my brain no yes right now like current tiff right now her brain is fucked up tiffo oh. is giving you the wrong yeah. no 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 no, no. get out of here tiffo <laughs> no i mean this time tiffo has a point like, <laughs> you know we should really listen to tiffo listen to tiffo right now because she has a point dude i've i have insane memory problems right now like mm. don't you remember we were at like, the spa and then in the middle of a sentence i forgot we yeah. were all cracking up oh yeah and then i forgot what the fuck we were laughing at yeah. that's pretty bad <laughs> that's pretty fucking bad and that affects your self-esteem right exactly yeah. and then tip yeah. was like you see you dumb bitch like <laughs> damn it but it's not your no. fault yeah it's really not it has it's nothing to so do with many you. environment like stress yeah. hormones mm-hmm. environment yeah. oh and she also said that there was environmental stress since we live in la the oh, air yeah. quality is not it's good here. here and yeah. so our bodies just even processing that air is like a huge stress on yeah. our body so you get physical stress mental stress from work and then environmental stress mm-hmm. and that's just so much stress that your body's like i don't know what to do i'm gonna block everything and shut it down yeah so self-care very important important. Um, she's told me to stop thinking of it as self-care time and start thinking of it as time that I'm working on my health actively you're still being productive exactly so it feeds into that yes because I had to rewire my brain because I felt like it was nothing time I'm like I could be doing so many things right now or just doing things that you just simply enjoy I feel like anything because like for instance I like napping and (laughs) or like that's a waste of time like and I'm a firm believer of doing things that you enjoy is never a waste of time. That's so true. Yeah, You're only on this earth for such a minuscule amount of time yeah. in the grand scheme of things that like, yo, we got to take time that you actually enjoy your life. You know, because like, it can't all be work and stress. You know, it's yeah. one of the best things I've ever heard to make you not give a shit about what people think about you. Yeah. Um, it only takes like three generations to forget you after you die. Oh fuck! Yeah. That's depressing as shit. I know, right? <laughs> For some people, only one. Like you exactly. die, and exactly. You didn't have kids or something, and then yeah, no one exactly. remembers your ass. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. So take it down. Yeah. <laughs> you're, dying. Gonna you're gonna be alone, and nobody loves you. No one's gonna you remember my you. Or whatever. You're, you're in no one's ofrenda. Don't give a fuck. They never printed out a picture. <laughs> I won't even take the picture for them to print out because yeah. I'm so ugly. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. No. But yeah, you just learned that you know, and in the grand scheme of things, all that matters is that you enjoyed your life and you did no harm. Yeah, I feel like Steve has a good point. And I think you brought this up earlier about like only letting that small circle of people affect you. Like, yeah, if you uh, like if one of you guys told me like, yo, Gina, you're kind of being a bitch and need to chill. I'll listen to you. Yeah. Everyone else. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you read the book, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he teaches you that. I started listening That's to the, his second book. Oh, yeah. Um, Everything is Fucked. 
a book about hope. Yeah, that yeah. that one. Yeah. And then I love how he's talking about your emotional brain and then the logical yes, brain. Yes. That's such that was so cool yeah. for me. I was like, oh my God. Can you explain? Cause Yeah, so everyone like thinks that um so there's two two brains that you have. You have your emotional brain and your logical brain. And everyone thinks that they're mostly a logical brain and then their emotions come in and try to fuck mm-hmm. shit up. So their logical brain's in the driver's seat and the emotional brain is in the passenger seat being like, I don't know, we should go that way or that way. It's like yeah. your heart and your mind yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but actually you're we're mostly emotional creatures yeah. our emotional brains in the driver's seat and the logic brain you're supposed to suggest things to the emotional brain to get it to go the way you want instead of trying to logically convince it to do certain things mm-hmm. you have to speak the same language as your emotional brain in order to get it to go the way you want so if you want to make a change in yourself and you're feeling uh like you suck at um giving public speeches or whatever you suck at that and that's your emotions being like oh my god uh, i suck um instead of your logic brain being like well you don't suck because we studied at yale for three years or whatever and giving it lots of bullet points your emotional brain doesn't register that so it needs to be like um it needs to hear things like hey you're really good at this because remember when you felt good when you gave this one speech or whatever it's like you need to feed it emotional things Mm. and so yeah yeah because i i i heard all that and it totally I felt like oh that makes so much sense but then the last part which is how does the logical brain talk to the emotional brain that's the part where I'm like wait how do you do that again yeah it's tough <laughs> that's the hard part I also part. think I need to reread it because I don't I might have botched some of it but you should read that book yeah <laughs> yeah or listen both of we need a book yeah. list from you yeah <laughs> we should put it on our website yeah, yeah. go check out our website good Nikki's good uh, website plug yeah <laughs> we're gonna hey, have a little bitch, Nikki's corner so you can see what she likes, Aww, and like all that. my wine, uh, my wine pairings with yeah. these books, <laughs> and these pictures of her cats. Yeah, <laughs> this book with this cat with this wine. Oh my god, can we do that for our website? Have a That's little so corner cute. for everyone. Yeah, I would love that. Love that. Mine is just a picture of a middle finger. <laughs> Gina's corner, and different nail colors. Yeah, different yeah. Colors. every week. <laughs> Chanel nail. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that was a little bit helpful. I hope that makes you feel like you're not alone. In the world, love We're yourself. All struggling yeah. with this, except for Gina. <laughs> uh, but don't let your really ego insightful. talk. Full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check your ego too. Don't check be your ego shit. at the door. Give it a Check name. Let now. the critic talk and say all it needs to say, and then say goodbye to it. If you haven't yet, would you please check out our Hey Bitch Highlights channel? Highlights. The link is in the description. <laughs> and thanks again to our wonderful sponsors, DoorDash, HelloFresh, and Candid. To get $5 off your first order of $15 or more, download the DoorDash app and enter promo code HEYGIRL, H-E-Y-G-I-R-L. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash BTCH80 and enter BTCH80. Get straighter, brighter teeth in an average of six months uh learn more at candidco.com slash btch and use code btch to get 75 dollars off see you all next week go check out that highlights yeah. channel bye bitch. Go subscribe. if you guys are wondering about my face right now it's not because of our, our sponsors it's because i just noticed that geo's wearing crocs and I'm, I'm gonna kill her <laughs>